listening to the She's Going Places podcast. I'm your host, Taylor, and welcome back to another Wednesday. How are we doing? How are we feeling? I'm feeling great. I'm ready to record. Back on my um, Celsius grind, I took a little bit of a break because I have recently been drinking a lot more coffee, in in case you were curious. And so I really haven't been drinking that much Celsius because now I have my Nespresso and I drink coffee in the morning and so I don't really need caffeine mid-afternoon. But today I did not make coffee and so I was definitely in dire need of a midday Celsius, especially to get me ready to record this week's episode. But I have to say, I don't know if y'all have been feeling this way, I feel a little crazy. Like the Celsius, like my, like it's almost like my face is tingling. Is that normal? I remember my first time I tried a Celsius, it literally made my tongue like go numb. And I was like freaking out. I was literally in like one of my, in like a Spanish class, I think. And I was sitting there thinking to myself, I cannot feel my tongue. If I have to, if I have to talk, especially in Spanish in this class, like it is game over. I'm not going to be able to talk in Spanish. I'm not going to be able to talk at all. I was full blown panicking. I had just never had any kind of energy drink before and so my body definitely did not react well with the caffeine and slowly but surely I got more used to it and I really really liked it but for some reason this specific Celsius is really doing a number on me and now it's making me start to think about all of those TikToks of people saying that they drink a Celsius every day thinking that they were being healthy and they ended up having to get like a heart monitor to like because their heart was having like issues, like they were having health problems. So I'm starting to really rethink, rethink my choice in energy drink or drinking any kind of energy supplement, whatever at all. I don't know. That's like a a live and in-person observation. Let me think of anything else that's new. Oh, another thing that I'm kind of getting used to in my life right now is my nails. Listen, y'all, I started getting my nails done consistently, like midway through my engagement when I was like, okay, Taylor, you're only engaged once, you know, God willing. And you are only in the season where people want to see your ring all the time for like a year. And so I told myself for this year, I'm just going to splurge and I'm going to have my nails done because it makes me feel great. It makes me feel put together. And then it's just so much more exciting to look down at your ring than having just like plain old natural nails. And I told myself once I get married, I will kick that habit because I used to pride myself on not having things that I like fixed expenses every single month because if I'm being honest with you for a while, I was pretty low maintenance in that department because I didn't get my nails done every month. I have never dyed my hair, so I never really had to go on for touch-ups. I literally get a haircut twice a year. Um, I'm trying to think about what other people... Oh, at one point, I was getting my eyebrows done, like, really consistently. But after the pandemic, I started legitimately getting my eyebrows done once every three months. And so all of my, like, recurring monthly expenses really started 
dying down and I was thriving because I'm like, wow, like my money's not tied to anything. There's nothing that I have to spend my money on that I'm in a routine. Well, that's just not true for me anymore and my nails are part of the problem. And exhibit A is yesterday I decided I am breaking the cycle. I have had something on my nails, either like gel or acrylic or SNS, since middle of 2021 or even early 2021. And I was like, I just, I don't like it. Like, I just want to go back to natural nails, see how it is. And I get to the nail salon and I'm having them take it off. Also, my nails grow at an exponential rate. I literally can't even get like two weeks out of a manicure before like I have significant grow out, which is a good thing that my nails are growing, but it's not great like financially, but I always just leave it on for a month and I just rock like the ratchet grown out long nails. And it got to the point where my nails were literally like it looked like I had fake nails on because they grew out so much and it was great and they were strong. The lady was so mad at me at the nail salon yesterday when I said I wanted to cut them all off and now I have like short little natural nubs. But guess what? I went in there saying I was not going to get them redone. I was maybe going to get just like regular polish and then just take a break. What did I get? A gel manicure. <laughs> I just was sitting there and I was like, I think I need to do it. I think I just need to do it one more time. But this time, a little update, I got like a, the, you know, it's a color at Abercrombie right now. And I'm sorry, this is my only way to like compare or give you the color. But you like, you know that really pretty like lime green, yellow, soft, little lighter green color? It's called Citron, and at least that's what Abercrombie calls it. They have a couple articles of clothing in this color, and I love it. And I saw it on, like, the little nail book, and I said, you know what? I'm not getting pink today. I'm going to get some Citron-colored nails, and I, I really like it. It definitely is, like, an adjustment. I feel like with any color, you kind of are like, uh, am I a 13-year-old girl again? Like, uh, like, if there was a little girl at the nail salon who was like, oh my gosh, like, I want to get mixed match colors, and here I am with, like, lime green nails, like, we are the same, like, have I, have I evolved, have I grown at all, like, what is happening here, but I want it to be festive, since it's, it's becoming summer, and you guys know I'm trying to make it feel more like summer here in Texas, and that looked like getting green nails, and, and I think I, I think I really like them. It looks cute with my ring. I'm happy to have my nails done. I'm happy to have my nails shorter again. So like, that's like a little bit of a change, like getting back into the more natural nail look, but I just like having them done. I feel put together and to be transparent, to get my gel taken off and new gel, I just get a gel polish change. I don't get a manicure. That's like a little hack for you. I, I didn't know it wasn't, it was an option to not get a manicure until I went and got my nails done with one of my friends. And she's like, oh, I'm just going to get a polish change because then they don't like soak your hands in like the hot water and like put lotion. And, like they just like clean up your cuticles, like file down your nail, take off your polish and put on new. Like I don't need all of that extra stuff. And so it's a lot cheaper to do it that way. And so it's only $40, which maybe that's a lot, but $40 to get my gel taken off and new gel put on. And, you know, I'm okay with that. I, I, as a working woman, I'm okay with that cost. That, that doesn't bother me. I'm comfortable with it. I'm content with that price. And so I think, I think I might, I think I might just be staying in the, in the gel manicure. Because, you know, there's people who spend $100 plus on their nails 
every three weeks. That's not me. I'm at, I'm in a $40, I'm solid color. I've decided I'm not a design girl. I want to do a podcast episode about living in like a world of trends and like doing your own thing. That's, I'm pitching it the wrong way, but I was thinking about this the other day and I'm sure I saw TikTok about it where we all get super like fixated on like wanting to do what's trending and then you kind of stop doing what you like. And I've noticed that in a lot of different areas of my life. And one of those being like nail art, like people have been really into these like really intricate, fun nail designs. And I tried it and I invested over the past year of like getting fun patterns or designs or like different colors, like doing something a little bit more with my nails. Babe, that's just not me. I don't like it. It never turns out good. No one ever, it doesn't ever turn out like the photo. Oh my gosh. I'm just picturing this one set of nails that I got. Oh my God. It literally, if you've been following me since then, you will feel haunted by the candy corn nails that I got. They were like green and orange and pink. Y'all, it is quite literally one of the most humbling moments of my life when I saw those candy corn nails when I was walking out of the nail salon. Like I had no choice but to laugh. It took like three hours. They looked horrible. And from that moment on, I've kind of sworn to myself, like nail designs are just not for me. And I still then went and did more. But now as a wise 21 year old, I've decided I'm just a solid nail color girl and it's cheaper. It's cleaner. I feel like it's, it looks more like hygienic. Like it's just like simple. And so that's what I'm rocking with. And so there's a little, a little update about me that you guys did not ask for, but I hope you guys are having a great week. I hope you guys had a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. I hope you guys did a lot of fun stuff um, for Memorial Day. I was like, okay, it's my first long weekend since I started working. We need to do something fun. We need to do something spicy. And like everyone on like long weekends is like, let's go to the lake. Let's go to the beach. Let's do have a cookout. Like that's like typical long weekend vibes. And now obviously don't live in Florida. And so I was like, oh, like what are we going to do? And my solution to that was like, Hunter, I think we should fly home <laughs> for the weekend and surprise everybody. And Hunter was like, Taylor, we're literally going in two weeks. That just physically doesn't make any sense to do that. So we had a staycation weekend here in Dallas and we went shopping together, which was really, really fun. As you guys know, I'm trying to trying to revamp my wardrobe and I actually did get some things that I'm really, really excited about. I'll definitely be doing like a summer favorites episode towards the end of the summer. And you guys know, like the fashion section, like I'm ready to come through for y'all. Like me spending money on new clothes is really for you guys. It's really an experiment we're all doing together. Um, finding some really great, some really great finds. But then I guess by then, like it, it won't matter. Like it'll be going, you guys will want fall clothes then. I don't know. Regardless, I'm investing in some colorful basics right now. That's the best way I'm describing my wardrobe revamp, colorful basics. And so we're going to we're going to see how that goes. I definitely made some some purchases this past weekend that I'm excited about. I've already worn them, obviously. I feel like it's a crime to go shopping and then not wear the clothes that you just bought that exact same weekend, if not that exact same day. I feel like it's just wrong. Like you you have to wear it. I literally I think I bought like five things and I've already worn two of them. So, there's that. But let's hop into this week's episode. I literally have not even intro this week's episode yet. And so this week we're going to be talking about things that I didn't expect about married life. 
I've had this episode brewing for a while. Like, I knew I wanted to do, like, a checkpoint episode. I've been married for almost four months. When this is coming out, it's going to literally be, in a couple days, it will be four months. Which just seems strange. Like, how am I four months into being a wife? That just, that is just crazy. And I feel like we were just on the wedding journey together that it feels weird to be like four months removed from my wedding. My wedding still truly feels like it was yesterday. But we're going to chat through some things that I didn't expect about married life. Some of these are like more serious, like genuine observations that I've made or like hard adjustments. And some of them are just really funny. Um, it's, they're literally in no order. I just sat there and like ripped through like 10 things I didn't expect and just want to chat through them. If you guys like this week's episode, maybe I'll do like a part two. Cause I feel like there's like a hundred things that like, you're just not prepared for when you get married, especially when you're only 21 years old. And cause you're also like figuring out how to be an adult on your own at the same time. So that definitely plays into it, but let's just hop right into number one. And that is how shocked people would be that I'm married at 21. It literally makes people wince. And I obviously knew I was getting married young. Like I would be an idiot to not think I was young for when I'm getting married. But I didn't think it was that crazy. Like I knew, okay, yeah, I'm 21. Like I feel I feel young. I feel like a, a baby. Like that number really resonates because 21 is such a a big age especially in America of like oh my gosh you're 21 that's the start of like your 20s reckless fun journey like it's it's just like a it's a like your 21st birthday is such a big deal here and so I knew like by association like okay I'm not doing what typical 21 year olds are doing but I'm like oh my friends are all 22 I'm mature for my age I've graduated college I have like it's not that crazy it sends a shiver down people's spine when they find out how young I am and the, when they see like a ring on my finger. And by having a ring on my finger, people naturally think I'm five plus years older. And that was just something I didn't expect. I didn't expect the assumptions. Once again, not a bad thing. And obviously like, I knew what I was getting myself into. So like, it's not me being like, oh my gosh, it's so hard that people think it's so weird. Like, I know it's weird and it's not hard at all. Honestly, a lot of times I think it's funny because I am confident in my decision, obviously. And so sometimes it's just like a good comedic relief. But I didn't expect like the guttural reactions and for people to share it with me live. Like I knew it would maybe make people be like, oh, wow. Also, I didn't realize how observant people were. I was literally getting dinner with someone the other night and this girl literally knew nothing about me like... I don't even think she has an Instagram. And within like five minutes into the conversation, she was like, oh, so you're married. And I was like, huh? And she's like, your ring. And that's just not something I even think to like look for when I'm talking to somebody. Like I didn't look at her finger to see if she was married. Like that just, it just wasn't something that I think about personally. And so I just, which that might just be like a Taylor's silly for that. But I just wasn't expecting people to be super in tune to it, especially as I'm like meeting new people in Dallas. Number two is it makes me feel different from people my age, which kind of ties into number one, but I've definitely disassociated from my age as a label. Like I don't identify as a 21 year old. I feel like by saying 
oh, I'm 21 years old, that gives people like an automatic label to me that I just feel like isn't really relevant. And so it's much more relevant to say like, oh, I'm a recent college grad and I just got married. I feel like that gives a much better look or a better indicator into what my life actually looks like. And so when someone posts about like their 21st birthday or they're like, oh yeah, like I'm, hi, my name's Susie and I'm 21 years old. To me, like I don't feel like bonded to them. I don't feel connected to them in that way because I'm like, okay, sure we're the same age, but we are so different and our lives look totally different and we're going through completely different things and have completely different experiences. And my worldview of 21 is way different than someone else's worldview at 21. And so once again, like that's not shocking to me, but that's definitely something I didn't expect about getting married is disassociating from my age. Number three is sharing every space is an adjustment. And this is something that I'm is relatable to even just like living with your significant other or just like living with a boy. Or even if you just like have like a, a close roommate, I have just never had to share every space. Like growing up, I was fortunate enough, like me and my brother had our own room, but like we shared a bathroom. And so I was used to like having one thing to share, but then, you know, my bathroom was separate. Or in college, obviously I was sharing a room in like the dorms, but I had my own bed. (laughs) Or like I moved to an apartment and I had my own room, but I was sharing a bathroom and a living room. Like there was always something that I, that was just mine, that I owned, that was my space. And now that I'm married, I really, especially at the stage of life that we're in, we live in like a 700 square foot apartment. It is literally like our living room. There's a dining room table, a kitchen, our bathroom, and our bedroom. There's no nook. Like my work desk is in our room. There's no separate space, like a little like window bench or like an office or like an area that I tend to go that he doesn't go. Like we are in a one bedroom apartment. And so we really do share every space. And so I'm not sharing this as like a good thing or a bad thing about being married. It was just like an adjustment that I wasn't anticipating being super aware of. And it's just been interesting. Like me and Hunter share a bathroom. Hunter and I share a bed. Hunter and I share everything. And that's like really fun to get to do that with him. Because once again, it's like a new layer to like our relationship. And I think when you're with someone for almost five years, things start to get into like a routine or like more mundane. And so obviously by us getting married and moving in together, like this is a whole new chapter and a whole new layer to our relationship. So this is just like another way that we're like getting closer and getting to know each other. But this definitely leads into number four, which is not having the opportunity to be on or put together. So with Hunter and I, for a majority of our relationship, we were long distance aside from like breaks or when we got to visit each other. And so it was a lot easier to have some separation naturally. Like when we were in high school and we were dating, like I would get ready to go on dates and he would come and pick me up and we'd hang out for a certain amount of time, you know, and he would leave. Or like when he was, like when we were in college and we'd go visit each other, sure, I would maybe be visiting for like four days, but then it's like four days, like you're packed for it, you're prepped for it, like it's a 
It's a shortened window of time. Now I'm just doing blanket life with him and we are together all the time. And so, for example, like he sees me every morning, like when I wake up, if Hunter and I were on a trip together, like I, or like we were like in like separate rooms, like I could literally like wake up and like go run, brush my teeth, like put on makeup, brush my hair. And he thinks that's just like how I wake up. Boys are, boys are silly. Like they don't, they don't pay attention to these types of things. So like, that's just like what he would think. Or for example, like always having a bra on, like that now, like I'm not going to do that. Like that's just, that's just simply not going to happen. Or like always like wearing like matching clothes or cute outfits or like being a little bit more put together. Like, okay, well, when I'm doing life with someone 24-7, like, now he is not the person that I'm on for. Does that make sense? And so that has been, like, a weird adjustment and, like, mind shift. And obviously, it's a balance of, like, obviously, we're still, like, wanting to look good for each other and, like, putting effort into our relationship. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying that all of my, quote, private time is not necessarily private anymore. Like, now... He sits on the couch while I do a 25-minute skincare routine. Like, he knows, like, that my skin doesn't just happen this way, that I put effort into it, as opposed to, like, us just hanging up on FaceTime and then me going about my business doing my skincare routine, or he knows, like, how late I stay up, or, like, my more, like, I don't know, like, silly one-offs and, like, weird things that I do. Like, he knows, like, if I'm, like, tired or unmotivated, how long do I sit in one position on the couch and watch TikTok? Or how quick do I get up to, like, clean dishes? Like, he's there in, like, real time. Like, obviously, we're just, you know, we're living together and we're interacting together. And so that was just not something that I prepared for or was expecting because it's just not something that you think about. But I've definitely observed me being, like, oh, shoot, like, like, Hunter's just, like, watching me do this. Another big one is, like, the pimple patches to bed. Like, when I was in college, like, I always wore pimple patches to bed. Like, you got to do what you got to do. But there's, like, a whole new, like, weird layer where you're, like, putting them on and then you're, like, getting in bed with your husband. You know? You're like, oh, I feel like I should not be wearing a pimple patch in front of you. But I can't just, like, not wear them when I sleep. And so there's just, like, weird things like that that have been, like, kind of funny to get used to. Which leads me to the holy grail of this, of this. Number four, the Olympics of number four is number five, which is going to the bathroom. Now, this might be a TMI section of the podcast, but you need to hear me out. I <laughs> I don't even know how I want to word this section. But for real, if you are getting married sometime soon, like I wish... I wish I heard someone talk about this so I would have at least thought about it because and I also think it's funny and you know like this is not the first weird thing that I'm sharing online and on this podcast but I would avoid going to the bathroom near Hunter at all costs while we were dating like legitimately I don't think I was in the same vicinity as this man when I had to you know poop for four and a half years of us being together. I am not kidding. Like, I avoided it like the plague. And and I would see people who are married. I'm thinking specifically of this one influencer who was like, we never, you know, like, poop near each other. 
And I'm like, okay, well, that's because you have a big house and you can do that. Like, well, now I live in a 700 square foot apartment. And if I have to go to the bathroom from the hours of 5 p.m. to 9 a.m., he's here with me. And, you know, you sometimes you just got to do your business. And literally at my entire honeymoon, I, like, did not go to the bathroom. Like, I was petrified. I would make him leave the hotel room or I would go down to the lobby. Like, I all of a sudden started freaking out because I just was like, oh, my gosh, I cannot do this. Like, in the mental – I think it was just, like, a mental block of, like, getting over that. I, I still – I'm not 100% there. I'm being honest with you. But your girl, like, you know, just like anybody else, your girl's got to go. And I just loved – having Hunter buy into the notion that I just, like, don't go to the bathroom. Um, and unfortunately, when we got married, I, I could no longer keep that keep that up. So that was unfortunate for me. Number six is chores and household roles. And I think I didn't expect how these would naturally fall into place. We didn't ever, like assign chores we talked about it in premarital counseling that like some people do that where they like want to assign roles or things like that we never like made something like a hundred percent one person or a hundred percent the other because we just kind of both decided that that wasn't fair and it's like equally both of our responsibilities to like make our house nice and like take care of our finances and xyz but they did really kind of just like naturally fall into place like I have, you know, <laughs> this is something I have been telling Hunter, and I've also told my mom this, and so I think it's really funny. Hunter and I were, like, grocery shopping or something, and we were, like, checking out, and we were like, taking our cart to our car, and we were, like, unloading groceries, and we got to the part of the cart where it was, like, all, like, drinks, and those, like, heavy, you know, like, a big case of water, like, Gatorade, whatever, just drinks. And I just stopped unloading and I just like looked at him and he just like looked back at me and he's like, oh, so am I just the, am I the person who does this? I'm like, yeah, of course. Like, uh, I don't unload drinks. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, that's just, that's just not going to happen. And so he's laughing, whatever he does it. I put the cart back, I get in the car. And then I'm still like poking about it. And then so he thinks he's being funny and he's like, oh, something. Well, then I don't, I don't do laundry. And I'm like, oh, no, babe, gender roles only apply to you. I think in this marriage that gender roles, like you should take out the trash or you should carry upstairs like heavy items. I shouldn't have to carry up groceries. I don't take out the trash. I don't put heavy things in the car. You take care of X, Y, Z. But, like, that's just not reciprocated. And it's just, like, a funny joke that the two of us have. And my mom loves joking with Hunter about being, like, there's only gender roles for him. But we truly, we don't really have gender roles. I mean, honestly, we probably have, like, reverse gender roles. Like, literally, like, the other day, Hunter made dinner and Hunter cleaned it up and Hunter did laundry. Plus, Hunter did all of his other things. Like, it really just, like, depends on the day. I think sometimes this is, like, a touchy subject for people because they're just, like, women, like, shouldn't have, like, you know, like, household roles. But, like, truly, and trust me, like, I was the girl that was, like, no, 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 Like, no boys telling me what to do. I'm not, you know, hopping into the, to the traditional mold. But naturally, there are things that I care about more i.e. like keeping the apartment clean like that's important to me even like for my own like 
mental sanity, like having a tidy space. And so naturally, like I do clean and I'm also home, I'm working from home. So, and I'm also just better at cooking. Let's just keep it honest. And so I do cook pretty much every dinner that we have. And so Hunter cleans it up. And so everyone has a different system and everyone has a different way that they do things. We don't necessarily have like jobs or roles, but we definitely have things that we just naturally tend to do. And personally, like I'm perfectly okay with that. I think that's normal and that's natural, but I just didn't think that it would just naturally happen. The next thing that I didn't expect about married life is how your spending directly affects another person. Because now my money is not just my own. Just like Hunter's money is not just his own. Like we both have our own incomes and our own savings accounts and our own investments accounts. And once we got married, like that's all one big pot, you know, and we were both our equal contributors to it. And so because of that, when I'm going to make impulse purchases, I I never really it never really occurred to me that I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not just spending my own money, like I'm spending our money. And so as a spender, which I would have considered myself a saver, but in comparison to Hunter, I'm definitely a spender. As a spender, it's definitely made me a lot more aware of my spending. Don't get me wrong, like I'm gonna make <laughs> whatever purchase I want to make. But I just didn't expect that like thought to come into my head or to that add like kind of like an extra bump because you don't want to feel because you want to be on the same page as your partner, especially when it comes to spending because, you know, money can cause so much stress on a relationship, especially a marriage like when all finances are 50-50, equal. And so each person has like an equal say in the spending and like where it goes and how you're saving and and it can be a really uncomfortable and like hard conversation for people and so Hunter and I have tried to be really good about having like really open and candid like talks about it we definitely have not perfected it yet we've definitely had to have some hard conversations and so I feel like once we get a good system I would love to do a podcast episode about it but we're not entirely there yet we've really only been like seriously trying to figure it out for like the last like month month and a half And so we're still getting into, like, a rhythm of it and, like, what it realistically looks like for, like, us to live and, like, for both of us, like, what we expect and what we want to spend and what we want to save. And and so we're both still, like, learning and figuring that out. Once again, sometimes it's good to add perspective. We're 21 and 22 years old. We don't have it all figured out. We don't have it all put together. Sorry, I hesitated there because I'm like, whoa, Hunter's 22. I'm dating up in life. Anyways, dating an older man. Anyways, that was just an observation that in my in my shopping habits or my impulse shopping, it does affect another person now. Next thing I did not expect about married life is that I genuinely thought that by getting married, it would make me a new person. And it didn't. <laughs> I thought that once I got married, I would finally like snap into this like adult housewife, fairy, homemaker, corporate working woman that just like had her life together, like truly just in my head, like when you know, like you picture like the next stages of your life. I didn't really expect some of my college habits to carry over. But like, I'm literally the same person. All that's happened is, you know, I got married. And so like, that's not going to change me. 
And so I still watch TikTok for literally two or three hours a day. And that's embarrassing, but it's true. And it is still like habits that I have and still stuff that I like. I feel like I had this like expectation that all of a sudden I had to like grow up immediately and like be more adult-like and more productive and more put together. And I thought that that would naturally happen. Like all of a sudden I thought I would get married and instead of scrolling on TikTok for an hour before bed, I would read. Like, no, that doesn't just like happen. Like that you don't just get married and all of a sudden like you're a woman. <laughs> that doesn't happen. And so I'm still like a feral girl. You know, like the the feral girl summer trend that's like all over TikTok. That's like who I am. And so in some areas, I think I've become like a really great housewife. And in some areas, I still feel like a college girl. And that's okay. And that's normal. Like, I think that's part of having grace with the fact that we got married so young is like, I'm like, there's still part of me that sometimes forgets that I am 21 years old. And I'll compare myself to TikToks of like grown arse women who are like literally 28 years old. And they have, like, all of this stuff in their life put together. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, I need to get there. And I'm like, girl, you are 21 years old. That girl on your TikTok for you page was wearing an ugly outfit while she was in college in, like, 2010 or something like that. She was wearing a choker and a bump and really dark eyeliner. And she looks at those photos and, like, completely regrets it, like, it's just different and it's really hard when you start comparing yourself to like people in like other stages of life and there might be people that you meet that I'm that have just gotten married to but they're a lot older than me and so I feel like we should be on the same page but at the end of the day they've had like an extra seven years of growth and challenges and like becoming their own person and like they're almost 30 years old like me and this girl are not going to be the same at all. And so it's kind of having a little bit of grace with myself that there isn't like a, a pipeline or like a step-by-step procedure to take as soon as you get married for your life to look a certain way, especially when you get married this young. And I think a lot of times people don't want to talk about like life once they're married this young because A, they're not only like finding themselves and like going through their like post-grad 20-year-old moment in general, but they're going through it with another person. And I think it's really, really hard. And so I haven't found someone who like very vocally like shares that online. And so I've just been figuring it out. And honestly, there's not like a formula to it. And so I've definitely been comparing myself to girls who are maybe in like the same season of life of just being married, but like they are like in their 30s and like they can afford to buy a house and they have a lot more money than I do and they can go on trips and they can spend more money here and there and they can like they have all these friends and like they're ready to have a baby right away like that is just not me and so it's just like acknowledging that things are just a little different number nine this one's a little bit more serious and it's that I feel a pressure to be a quote good wife by society standards and that looks like cooking cleaning laundry and things like that and I just did not expect that. I walked into getting married really sure of myself, um, really confident in my relationship, confident in myself, and like things that I was okay with, things that I wasn't okay with. And and I was really upfront with Hunter during our premarital counseling that I didn't want to be like this like stand. I always joke about being a housewife, but I that's not the life I wanted for myself. And he knew that like the second he like asked me to be his girlfriend, like I've made it very clear like by who I am like I'm 
I'm not naturally submissive, which isn't necessarily a good quality. Um, I have a very large personality. Um, I'm very motivated. I'm very career-driven. And so I didn't expect to really care as much about, like, the the day-to-day, like, household things that, like, maybe, like, a, you know, like, the quintessential wife would be. Um, but since getting married, I've definitely felt pressure to care a lot more about those things. And it's no one's fault, but it's just even how people will sometimes talk to me. And it's like even genuinely, even people that I like love and like close friends and they don't have any ill intention at all, but it's like, you'll get on the phone and people will be like, Oh, like Hunter, like what did Taylor cook for you? Or, Oh, what did Taylor do for you? Or, oh my gosh, the apartment's so clean because of Taylor. And honestly, like, those things are true. And they're not bad. Honestly, they are good things. But I've just been noticing this pressure. Like, we'll, like, even, like, FaceTime our friends and I'll, like, freak out if the apartment's not clean. Which, that's just, like, me having, like, a standard of of living. But, like, the cooking has definitely, like, really gotten to me a little bit. Because I'm like, shoot, should I be, like, making these, like, super, like, thoughtful like homemade like gourmet dinners for hunter but honestly that just like doesn't super fit our lifestyle and that's just not me right now if I'm if I'm being completely honest I came from college where I was a chef on my own with my Trader Joe's meals and that kind of just carried over to life uh now like that's where we shop I'm a I'm a easy dinner maker I'm never trying to like make a bunch of stuff from scratch like that honestly wasn't even how like I necessarily grew up like, I mean, possibly it's just because I don't remember, but like my mom, like growing up was not in like an apron working on dinner for like three hours a day. Like that just wasn't functional. Like we were like a moving and grooving family. We had a lot of extracurriculars, like a lot of stuff going on. So it was like quick dinners. It was figuring out what we can do. Like, and a 30 minute homemade dinner, like is a very nice and it's a great thing. And I've never really known any different, um, until, like, I started, you know, seeing, like, a little peek at the traditional societal wife situation. Or, like, the homemaker. Or the, for example, Kristen Johns. My goodness gracious. One of my favorite influencers ever. Honestly, my dream guest on this podcast. I love this woman. Like, she is the pipeline for me. Like, if I could be Kristen Johns, I would throw my hands in the air and say, thank you. I'll take it. But, like, she has, like, defined this, like, era of, like, being a homemaker and, like, now she has a baby and she's doing all these things, like, and, like, instantly now that I'm married, I feel like I should be, like, baking fresh loaves of bread and I should have, like, a passion to do that and I should keep, like, a really clean house and I should, like, always have a full face of makeup on and be in, like, a fairy prairie dress every single day. And at the end of the day, like, I'm still just, like, 21 years old and that's just not what our life looks like right now. A, we just don't necessarily even have the budget to make my life look like that right now. And I think that's where maybe social media can be hard because I'm sure on her day-to-day basis, like, she does easy dinners too and she's not always baking a loaf of bread and, you know, it's just silly. But that was just something I didn't expect about getting married was just this pressure of what it looks like to be a wife um especially after going to college in the south and like I even got to visit with some of my friends and like their parents when I went down for graduation and like all people wanted to talk about was like how's being married how does it feel to be a wife how are you taking care of Hunter and they're all really well-intended questions 
but it has definitely subconsciously put this like weird pressure, I think, for my life to like look a certain way. I don't know. That's like the, I think the biggest thing that I have, I didn't expect. And it's not necessarily been hard. And honestly, it's fun playing housewife. If I could be a housewife right now, like for fun, I think I, I totally would. I was a housewife for like a month and a half. I'm definitely happy that I'm working now. Um, that's just like, a, I think a better fit for me. I like working, but I get the hype of being a housewife. I would, I would live for it. I'm not talking stay-at-home mom. Stay-at-home mom sounds a full-time job. I'm talking housewife. I'm talking wake up, kiss your husband goodbye, Pilates, coffee, shopping, like that pipeline. <laughs> and then like apron cooking, fresh loaf of bread, homemade dinner, green juice. You know the vibes. Um, so yeah, that's just a, a funny but also like kind of serious observation. And the last thing I didn't expect about married life is that I am genuinely so happy to see him after working all day. Obviously, I knew that that would be fun, and that was always something that I thought about, like, when I was, like, dreaming about us getting married and, like, what that would look like and kind of, like, romanticizing, you know, like, corporate America and becoming an adult. But it's true. I genuinely am so happy to see him when he comes home, and, like, it makes me appreciate spending time with him after we're apart all day. I think it's good for us to have that separation. Just naturally, okay, I don't think it's healthy to spend 24-7 with, like, one person. Like, that's just not healthy. I think it's really good for me to have alone time. Um, I definitely need it just, like, to feel recharged and refueled and things like that. And so it just makes it so special to get to see him at the end of the day and to have, like, dedicated time with him especially when we're not like crazy busy right now in this season of life it it really is like the sweetest part of all of this and like you know like going through some hard stuff and adjusting to like a whole new life like 100% us being married and having each other here is the silver lining of it all um and so especially after coming off of doing long distance obviously we're not spending like months apart now we're just spending like eight hours a day apart but then, you know, it still honestly gives me, like, the same amount of, like, excitement to get to see him. And then we get to, like, cook dinner together and, like, work out together and, like, talk about our days. And so it's just been, like, a sweet part of being married. And obviously that's something that I, I did expect, but I didn't expect it to make me as happy as it does. And so those are my 10 things that I didn't expect about married life as a 21-year-old. I hope you guys liked this week's episode. If you did, I'll definitely do another one. I'm I'm sure like more will come and I definitely have a bunch more. Um, just like, you know, as like I'm adjusting, but I thought this would be like a fun like four month update after I've been married for almost four months and kind of settling into what it looks like to be married. We're not almost there, but like I'm closer to being halfway done than to when, not halfway done. What am I talking about? We're not done. Halfway to what am I trying to say? I'm closer to being like half a year married than I am to not being married. That made no sense. But if you're if you're following with me, you're following with me. Um, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of She's Going Places. If you haven't yet and you love this week's episode, make sure you go down below and leave a review. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Literally in Spotify, it is so easy. You just literally tap the stars. Um, up on the top left and you literally just like click the star value you obviously click five stars um it seriously helps the show more than you know so even with she's going places or any other podcast you love don't forget to review it make sure you're following us on instagram it's at she's going places podcast 
there and on TikTok. Definitely trying to do more content, trying to be a balanced girly, doing all of the things and posting in all of the places. And so it would mean a lot if you could go support there. If you love this week's episode, don't forget to share it on your stories or send it to a friend. I hope you guys have an amazing week and let's go places together. <laughs>